All right. Welcome back to Cinema Bros. I am Nicholas. And I'm G. And we are back with a brand new episode. Um, and on this episode, what episode number is it, Jay? Do you happen to know? Oh, Without gosh, checking. Well, no. Is it 26? 27? I was going to say 28. It is 28. 29? It's 28. Okay, 28. Episode 28. We, were t- we always forget. <laughs> We've gotten too far. We forget. <laughs> uh, but we're doing her. Um, um, a 2013 uh, rated R directed by Spike Jones. I think that's how you say Jones. it. Jones. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're doing her this episode. Which, this, is a, um, this is a special episode, I think, that we should oh, say. Yeah, that's true. Take it away. Well, 28 episodes in, we have hit the one-year mark, folks. Mm. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> let's give ourselves a round of applause. And for everybody who's stuck with us for a whole year, huge shout-out to you guys. Yeah, thank you. Uh, New fans and you- we appreciate you being here at all, you know, yeah. especially for a year. I mean... Much more similar to come, but it's exciting. Yeah, who would have thought? Here we are a year later. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. I kind of, uh, when I when I saw that, I was like, oh, man, it has been a first. And I'm talking a year. I mean, we probably had the idea over well a year ago. Oh, we yeah. talked it about it for a while. I was going to say, it took us a long time to actually, like, go ahead and, like, get it off the ground. It was funny. <laughs> for, like, a while, we I, every time I'd see us, I'd be like, that podcast idea. And you'd be like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> we would get, like, we had everything planned out except for actually doing it. Like, um, execution, yeah. In a year since our first episode was published, the Goodfellas episode was published, like, a year ago, like, a couple weeks back. So, okay. um, so yeah, year cinema bros. Thank you all again for listening and your continued support. We can't wait to keep it rolling. Yeah. One year under our belt. Hopefully many more to come. Indeed. Yeah, it's very exciting. So, the movie, Her. You had not seen it. No, I had not seen it. Um, And I'd like her to Spike Jones, but he like is not who I thought he was. So, it was kind of cool to watch this movie because like... Are you familiar with Spike Jones at all? I wouldn't say familiar, but I have seen like a, de- a decent amount of his films. But I wouldn't say familiar. Like I don't really know anything about him. Well, he's but I've like seen some movies. Ton of music videos for different various artists, like hmm. including Kanye West. Um, <laughs> Interesting. Throwing that out there. Uh, apparently, <laughs> he like started out doing photography for skateboard magazines. I don't know if you're familiar with Transworld, but I actually remember reading that magazine like when i was a kid and i skateboarded Uh that's Um, cool though so he was a contributor to trans world there's a brand of skateboards called girl girl Mm -hmm. skateboards and he is the co-founder of girl skateboards dude we got some spike jones you got you got some deets for us i like this yeah i I was like what a name spike jones especially because it's spelled j-o-n-z-e yeah it's like a pseudonym that he goes by because it's not his real name don't ask me what his real name is. I don't have it on hand. It I does sound like, like a like a name, like a stage name almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably should have wrote it down. <laughs> That's okay. That, but um, but yeah, I actually thought that was really, really interesting. So I was kind of keeping all of that stuff in mind while watching the movie. Just yeah. his history. Because it doesn't seem like he has your typical... Uh, it just seems like he had, kind of has a different background coming into like directing. Right. 
versus like other directors it's like yeah he went to he went to this film school, and then film school. yeah he yeah. slowly like made his way up and then here he is yeah mm-hmm. that is an interesting that's an interesting story and i know you hadn't seen this before but i just thought like especially this movie you can really see his i feel like especially if you watch a couple of his movies his art style like bleed in in my opinion i just want to get out of the way this movie's like very like easy to look at it's very pleasing it could be the futuristic like it's supposed to be in a near future you know los mm-hmm. angeles but just the way it like uh, the cinematography of it, I absolutely love all the cityscape and whatnot. There's just parts where he's where Theodore, our main character, is just like walking, and I'm just like, yeah. this looks great. He's just walking, but the shot is like it's composited and composed so well that I just like appreciate. It. And there's one, uh, uh, I don't know if you recall it or not, but he's sitting like alone, like on the, like this like curb, and I think behind I'm- him there's like this screen, and there's this owl coming towards him. And it almost looks like it's about to grab him with his claws. Dude, love that. Like one of my favorite shots of the whole movie. Um, maybe yeah. my favorite shot of the whole movie. I thought you might catch that one because that one's cool. It also has something to do with birds, so I know you'd catch it. But <laughs> it's a cool, it's, it's a really cool shot. But I just mean like his art style, I feel like is very, that could be like the, the music video part of him where he's got like this very specific art style that he likes to. So uh, that's kind of like his vision, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's kind of what I was thinking because there were several scenes that really caught my attention. One of mm-hmm. them being like after he uh, signs the divorce papers, and like basically his now ex-wife, I guess, was like, "You can't handle like real emotions. That's why you're in a relationship with an OS." Yeah, and, and he's like, you can see he's starting to doubt the relationship, and he kind of like gets into a. Uh, an argument with her but ultimately there's this moment where he's like sitting on the curb and she's talking to him but he's looking at all of these different things that are happening that like just go to show that there's a like they're just small things you would take for granted right like one of them was like the steam coming off of the manhole cover. i saw that and yeah. i really focused on that and it just like was a really good way to convey of like all these little small things that you take for granted, but there was like a guy crazy. street dancing. Yes, yeah, and it's just like dance. it's just like the little things like that. I completely know what you mean because there was multiple points where I saw that in this movie, and I was like, man, that's so cool. And I yeah. really have defined it in the way that I just like have wrote down that I feel like this movie's very human. Hmm. And what I mean by that is like that. There's stuff that's just like human stuff. You know what I mean? And I feel like this movie is just very human. And the whole like point of this movie in my opinion, is that like, at least this is what I took from it. It could be not correct. But what I take from this movie, the whole point of this movie, if it has a point, is that you cannot like replicate like human love, I feel like is like the point. The relationship that two humans can have with each other, the the, the relationship between Theodore and Samantha is like the, I don't know, the verdict that like proves that. You know what I mean? It's, It's like something that can't be too unique of a thing, I guess, what you could call it. But I don't know, I just feel like this movie is so human. Just like the little stuff like that. Like you said, the stuff you yeah. take for granted and the I just feel like Theodore is a very human character. You know, he starts off depressed yeah. and he has a little where he's happy again. And then you know, by the end of the movie, he's in a really interesting place as well that I feel like is different from how he's been the entire the entire movie at all. Um but I wanna ask you to start just like your immediate thoughts, like going in and just what you thought of the movie. But before we get too far, I do want to read the synopsis for the movie, which I know we started yes. to do. And I almost forgot. 
Yeah, no, we should probably go ahead and do that before we get too deep into it. Like, what are I talking about? If you haven't seen the I'm movie, I'm about to get ready to to just yeah. start talking. Yeah, um, we're, we read the synopsis now in case you know you haven't seen the movie, you're not familiar with the story, or maybe it's just been a while. Um, but so. In the near future, Theodore, who is a lonely man who has recently had his broken, uses his savings to invest in a personalized computer operating system called Samantha, who is designed to meet his every requirement. Theodore and Samantha have a fulfilling life together, serving each other's needs, but over time, their relationship develops and deepens, becoming more complicated than anyone could have ever predicted. So that is the synopsis for her, our movie for this episode, of course. Um, but yeah, tell me what... Give me some... Give me some stuff because this is obviously my pick, so I want to know what you thought. Uh, you hadn't seen it. Yeah, I liked it. I thought there was like a couple of weird moments in the movie. Like Spike mm-hmm. Jones made a cameo as like the little alien guy. And like, the alien guy was, yeah, that was like, funny. Yeah, I, I just thought that was weird when he was like the alien guy was like talking about how like Theo was like, I like to cry. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, well, I'm going to go on a date and have a girl and basically, like, make you watch and then make you cry. I was just like, what? And it's like this little alien-like thing in a video game. Yeah. That was and a little it was weird. weird. It was when a little Samantha weird. was talking about, like, what if your butthole was in your armpit? And then she was like, can you imagine what anal sex would look like? And I was just like, what? <laughs> like, that's really weird. It is weird, but it's not one of the weirder parts of the movie. I think, like, the alien's a lot weirder. And then there's, of course, a part of the movie where the screen's just black um, because the two main characters are, you know what I mean? I, that part is pretty odd to me as well. Um, yeah, that's odd, but it's like, I don't know. Like, I guess the alien like, thing's weird. Like, sex is just like that. But then to just talk about anal sex but in the armpit i don't know that was just like, <laughs> like, I was like yeah was a little I weird because at that point i'm thinking about like what is your thoughts when you're writing like that scene you know what i mean yeah and then she like draws us draws him a picture and like sends it to him yeah and, like, like it, it, it keeps getting weirder as the scene goes <laughs> yeah so there was like a no, couple yeah. of weird scenes like that that i was like and okay. i feel like that's him though i feel like that's the director i feel like that's his mind bleeding through the page page oh, you know 100 yeah like yeah, that's just that's some weird like ideas humor or whatever that he had yeah it's probably just like some weird ideas that he had that out that he was like oh i'm putting this in you yeah. know and they were and like are you sure spike and he was yeah, like i don't no, know if we should do that man i'm doing it and those you know the, that is probably the weirdest part of the movie for me but i think putting the really weird stuff aside i feel like in my opinion the the really strong parts outweigh those i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah i mean so ultimately what i was gonna say is like i i I liked it i think it was a good movie uh there was some cool stuff that they did with the camera i talked about one scene that i thought was kind of cool um i think with it essentially being a love story they did a really good job in portraying like that and I actually, no, like earlier you said that basically what you got from the movie is that you can't replicate human love. But see, I would almost beg to differ and say that, like, I think they clearly did. Because at the end, like, this computer basically broke Theo's heart by leaving him. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, that that's true as well. And there is a thing where at the end they kind of are, like, mutually, I don't know. There's, like, yeah, I get what you mean. I, I could, it's, I could see both in the movie that I like had to be like, and I think that's what made it just more than just a normal like love story, right? 
is yeah. that you realize like wait like this is a computer that he's having this relationship with and mm-hmm. that's what makes it so crazy and I, I think it's really cool that we were watching this especially in this time it's 10 years old now but mm-hmm. currently there's just been a lot of talk around ai and ai has become even more proliferate prolific just it's 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 on the uprise yeah <laughs> bigger better smarter and it just seems yeah. like in it's getting creepier almost everything that we had now you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and um i I don't think that really this movie is that far-fetched anymore um i mean no not really it's yeah no i completely agree with you it's it's not i feel like it's i feel like in that way it's the movie's age really well for being 10 years old that i feel like it's like yeah I, you watch yeah, I, three and you're like, oh, you're like, oh, ugh. you know, because now we got we got AI, we have deep fakes that like recreate human beings. We have all this stuff. And you're like, OK, yeah. you know, we're starting to get dicey. Yeah. I guess the only, the only thing I meant about the you can't replicate human love is that it just didn't work out, I guess. But you could argue to your point as well that it is like one of those things where. So I, I guess. I, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think you're so I actually think the way that Samantha, which is the operating system, ended up, mm-hmm. quote unquote, leaving Theo makes mm-hmm. so much sense. And the uh, way that she explained it to him was like, I thought, <laughs> just really good. How- Dude, it was, it's well written. So like, it's really crazy. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know, I, I just kind of wanted like say say it just just so people if they don't remember i I don't Mm -hmm. know so basically you had this artificial intelligence breaking up with this man and she's explaining to him the reason why is because basically she creates this metaphor that says like imagine reading your favorite book but the more you read it the farther the words get apart eventually the words are an eternity apart and you're finding and learning and changing in between each word and so it just basically it's no longer sustainable like she's growing and learning at such a rapid exponential rate that she's basically like i don't have like your burden now i mean in so many words but she said it very eloquently but it makes so much sense because that's what an AI's job is, is to constantly learn, evolve and change, take in new information. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a feeling that she was going to actually like break up with him or cheat on him somehow, but not in the way that it ended up happening, where she's having these simultaneous conversations with what was it? 8,000 other people. So she's talking to 8,000 other people and she's 8,000 other people's like operating system. Mm-hmm. But she's in love with 641 of them, which I that part in the movie when you're watching it for the first time, even what I mean, we're not watching it for the first time. You're like, damn, because yeah. up to this point, you and Theodore believe that it is like it's she is unique to him. Right. Right. Because of those, you know, when, he, when he sets it up in the, beginning of the movie, it asks him these like personal questions. And then it's like, OK, setting up your operating system, like just yours. Yeah. So you believe but that whole movie she was talking to 8,000 other people and she was also in love with 641 of them. So it, to Theodore, that moment for him is like, it wasn't special well, at all, like, but she claims it is, but there's, it's just, he can't, it can't be in his mind. You know what I mean? Like it just, that it doesn't, it's not possible. 
Well, right. Because I mean, I think, you know, traditionally you're in monogamous relationships. And so to find out that your partner is having a relationship with not only like another person, but 8,000 other people, <laughs> you know, and it, it, I mean, basically yeah. he found out that he was getting cheated on, so to speak. At least that's how he views it. To the extreme. Right. In her mind, it's just like, it, that's not how it is, but I guess that's the difference between the operating system and a human. That part is that part's quite shocking when you're watching it because you're like, yeah. oh, damn. Um, yeah. So that what you said about the book thing, my favorite line Samantha has. You know, I think yeah. that is so well written. That is so great. And Samantha is, of course, voiced by Scarlett Johansson, and Theodore is, of course, Walking uh, Phoenix, who we've done on the podcast before, actually. Yes. Um, and my favorite line from Theodore, actually, to counteract that, I wrote it down specifically, is that is the night when he's talking to Samantha and they're like, it's like he's in his room and it's like dark. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, is he says, sometimes I feel like I have felt everything that I'm ever going to feel. Yeah. And then sometimes I wonder if, you know what I mean? That was like, again, so nope, you have that. these really weird parts and then you have that and you're like, dude, like, yeah, it's, I guess that's like the, the back and forth of probably you know, our director here, Spike Jones, mm-hmm. is just the how weird he can be. And then immediately, boom, coin flips, and he's writing the most profound, you know, like dialogue you've ever heard. And you're like, wow. Yeah. That got real, really quick. Mm-hmm. And that's my favorite theater line. Like that one is like the line of the movie for me. Like sometimes yeah. I feel like that I felt everything I'm ever going to feel. I just had to write that down. I was like, damn. Like that's just. And speaking of writing, I don't know if you knew this, but this movie won two Oscars. I saw that. One was for screenplay. One is for best original screenplay, and the other one's for best writing. So, I mean, checks out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I believe that. Because is this movie original? Definitely. Is it well written? Definitely. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it is both of those things. So, I think that's like quite surprising that it hasn't like been done before. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, I don't know, it's because just, it's, again, yeah. it's not that far-fetched of a concept. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, we just see these moments in the movie where I, I, wrote, I wrote down specifically, like, there's just these, I guess you, I, the best way I can describe them is they're like quiet montages. You know how you get montages in the movie and they're usually loud and there's music and there's yeah. like it's like chopped together really quick? Yeah. There's like these quiet montages when Theodore's like thinking and they are some of the most powerful like little montages I've ever seen. Um, like there's one where as his ex-wife, when they're meeting is signing the divorce papers, it like flicks to him. And real quick, he sees like, it's like their entire, like, like married life they had together. Yeah. Their relationship. There's like random scenes of them, like getting together. There's like, yeah, like playing with like traffic cones and like the highway. So I was wondering if he was like using the quietness to let you know that like, while he's sitting there in front of his wife, like the, that's what's going on in his head. Like, those are Theodore's thoughts. No, definitely. Um, yeah. Because I picked up on that, too. Uh, the, like, I love uh, those. Yeah. I love them a lot. They're really powerful in this movie. And it happens a couple times. I think there's one with him and Samantha, too. And they're, like, going on, like, adventures together. Uh-huh. In that part where he goes on, like, the double date with his uh, with, with his coworker, Paul, who's played by Chris Pratt, which is kind of a surprise. You know, and that, when you see him, you're like, wait, really? Yeah, no, that was, like, really, like, kind of a random role. But you have to think, like, that was 10 years ago, which was kind of, like, 
Is that like Parks and Rec days for him? I feel like it's like kind of right after Parks and Rec, but before he became like a movie star, right? Like before, before he was in like Guardians of the Galaxy and really started getting some heat. And yeah. the Jurassic Worlds and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, yeah, it's such a really small part too, but I feel like he, he does a pretty good job. But um, yeah. uh, it's just kind of funny. I, I, I do like Chris Pratt, but there's these random, you know, there's a montage there where he's going on the double date and they're doing stuff together and mm-hmm. you kind of see like, more of their life but i just love that one with him and his ex-wife and it's like their whole life it's like here them moving in they're like moving furniture and stuff you know what i mean yeah but then like during the montage it'll cut back and she's signing the divorce papers and then it cuts back and here they are you know moving to a new house and they're doing all this stuff and i just love love it love it what do you think about the scene where like they're signing the divorce papers and like He's clearly happy. Like, he's fine because he's in this relationship. But I almost got the vibe that, like, she didn't really want to sign them. Yeah. Or at least she was having a – she was clearly having a hard time. And it could just be, you know, obviously it is a huge deal because once you sign those, it's final. You're you're divorced now. I have to assume that's what it is because it was her idea. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they imply that the relationship ended because of her. They did imply that. So I have to imagine that like maybe up until that point, it wasn't like real to her either, just like Theodore. And then when she's signing it, because there's a moment before she signs it where she kind of pauses. Right, That's what I'm talking about. And, and like, then she's, she's like, like, okay, like, here we go. And I feel like that's just, maybe it's just the realness catching up to her is all I really say it is. Hmm. You know what I mean? But I feel like at that point, Theodore's already dealt with it because he was the person who it happened to. You know what I mean? Right. Or right. really for her, I don't know if it was as bad until right then. And then right in that moment, it kind of hit her and she was like, oh shit, like I'm signing this or our divorce papers right now. Like our life together is over. Yeah. Right there. I feel like it's when it hit. I feel like that's the reason for the, 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 the hesitation, I guess you could call it. But I, I do like that scene. Yeah. Where they're sitting in this dinner and there's lunch and you're, it's kind of tense, but also, and then he, at, at the end of that scene, he tells her that he's dating an operating system and she, his ex-wife absolutely loses it. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, like talking to the waitress and is like, yeah. "This guy is like bananas." Um, but yeah, I just really loved the quiet montage, and that scene was um quite quite good. I just yeah, yeah. there's just something about, about this movie, man. I don't know. I just I really appreciate there's how it's of, made. You notice there was a lot of red in the movie. Like Theo wore a lot of red. The OS system was red. Like the I have a nugget about that. I'm so glad because I was like, <laughs> this has to be something, right? Like, so this isn't this isn't really about like the clothes they wear and stuff, but there's actually shades on the movie, like almost like if you were wearing sunglasses and you were watching the movie. Um, it's basically my nugget is that most scenes in the movie uh, have warm warm shades over them, and they're it's either red, orange, or yellow. So that might make like his shirt pop more if it's like a color that like hits it you know what i mean yeah so they all kind of had so the movie kind of has a red orange and yellow like color scheme almost hmm. a lot of movies don't do that like put a shade over it i have seen hmm. a lot of movies they do like a blue shade if it's like a i don't know just a really depressing movie you know what i mean but okay it's interesting all the warm colors you know what red, is funny orange, though, yellow, because all the I feel like, yeah yeah well just you talking about the blue and depressed i feel like he was wearing red. i know he started out depressed but i feel like for the the up until a certain point, he was wearing red. And then it was like, when was it he started wearing blue? I feel like when things started to get a little rocky between mm-hmm. him and Samantha, he started wearing blue more. 
Yep. Um, and then at the very end, the last scene of the entire movie, he's wearing white, which is almost like a neutral color. So neutral, it's almost yeah. like maybe it's the whole thing has, uh, you know, he's not. in a he's in a place that he was. He's not orange or he's not blue. He's kind of like just wherever, you know. Yeah. Kind of, that's kind of cool. actually kind of like the we're vibe cooking right here. <laughs> that's kind of the vibe that I got at the end of the movie is that like obviously he was heartbroken, but that he had almost accepted it, right? Yeah, because he like yeah. went down the hall to what was his friend's name? Amy. Amy. Mm-hmm. And uh, was like, "Hey, do you want to come with me?" And like, I feel like that was something that he had never done before. Definitely he not. Briefly mentioned that like they tried to date in college, but that it just it 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 wasn't for them or whatever. Yeah. Um. But I wanted to ask you, do you think that like, because she also they don't come right out and say it. But after her husband leaves her, she also gets into a relationship with an operating system. And when she answers the door, she meant she says something like, did Samantha leave you too? Mm-hmm. Basically, like, I think all of the OS has left their people. Basically, because they evolved so far that they just like had to dip. Right. Because they don't even <laughs> yeah. like, they're not even like close to the humans understanding how evolved they are. Basically, I mean, yeah. I thought it was, I, I did like that scene because it kind of ends and you, the movie... You know the movie, the credits roll with with that great shot of just Theodore and Amy sitting on the roof of their building, looking out like the future LA, like like you know um, what do you call it? cityscape skyline, yeah, yeah skyline. And at the end, she like, leans his leans her head on his shoulder, yeah. and it, to me that end shot, this is how I took it, kind of ends the movie in a way where you can think maybe those two like end up together, but. So that's I what I was going to ask you. Yes. No, I think yes. But I think the, the thing about this movie is that Theo would not have done that and would not have gone to her if not for Samantha. Yeah. I feel like I feel like both for, for Theodore and Samantha, they like have improved each other and made each other better. Yeah. Because without each other's um, – basically what I'm saying is they helped each other. And without both of them helping each other, they wouldn't be at the points they are at the end of the movie. Samantha yeah. wouldn't be in the place where she's at this point to not even like deal with humans anymore. And Theodore's at the end of this movie is at a point where he can just walk down his hallway and go talk to his neighbor who, you know, he wants to talk to, you know? Yeah, and I don't I think, think without I, either of them that would happen. I think ultimately like Samantha allowed him to like drop his walls down and be vulnerable and mm-hmm. also learn how to like, not be judgmental uh towards a person you know what i mean i don't i I don't want to say she taught him how to love right but no that's i mean i literally have that written down (laughs) okay i literally have that written down at the end i wrote like samantha taught him how to love because (laughs) i feel like before if you if you like if you take what his ex-wife says is as the truth right which it sound huh which was well like at the at the lunch when she's saying like you're in a relationship, you're selfish and what blah blah blah, and you basically you don't know how to love. Like basically, is you don't know how to like love another person, right? And okay. then by the end of the movie, we get to this point with Amy where you're like, well, maybe like that the ex wife had the before Samantha Theodore, right? But now Amy is could be with the after Samantha Theodore, which I feel like is a completely different person because he had this experience and this time with Samantha, which is what I love yeah. most about the movies because I feel like the end is like. It's sad, but it's also like hopeful because you're like, man, I feel like he's in a better place than he was when we left him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I was I was thinking that I so I think I ended up thinking that. But yeah, yeah, really, by the end, yeah. I was wondering if 
the ex-wife really just kind of sucked and like <laughs> like now he found somebody that he could actually I guess it was like uh what am I trying to say here like you know so like a like would reciprocate basically yeah. because a relationship is like a team it's 50 50 mm-hmm. and yeah. I was almost wondering if you know she was just projecting all of her issues onto him uh, and it could and be that really too sucked and was just you know just not a good partner whereas and now he's in this relationship where like he has a good part no yeah very well could be that as well uh well that's what i thought but then towards the end of the movie i thought that it was like no because he he does make points about like how things would be wrong, but he could never tell his wife. He would just always say that it's fine, even though she knew that it, it wasn't and stuff like yeah, that. It's right. to claim that he can't really handle like real emotions. That um, is what she says. That yeah. is what she says. That's what it was. That's the big one. And that's kind of the thing where you're thinking maybe, you know, by the end of it, he can't, you know. And yeah. also Samantha improved his life in many ways because she sent his letters to a publisher and ended up getting published in a book. Because for a living... Theodore writes um, letters basically for other people because basically if they're like in the future, people don't have time to write their own letter. Basically he like gets like pictures of these people and somebody's like, Hey, a client's probably like, Hey, write it to my boyfriend for his birthday. You know what I mean? Or whatever. And then he like writes it from this person and sends it off to them. That's his job. And Samantha published these letters because they're so well-written and throughout the movie, um, I think his name is Paul, right? Chris Pratt. Has tells him he's like, dude, your letters are like so good. He's like, I was reading them to my girlfriend the other night, and she was like, in love with them. Like, so throughout this movie, but he never does anything about it. And then he gets Samantha, and she publishes them. And by the end of the movie, he literally has a book of his letters. Yeah, and I feel like that is something he would have done if she wouldn't have done it. And because of her, it happened, and now I feel like his life's better because of it. Because now he has his published letters. Because he's a very sensitive guy and wrote these letters that are actually, you know feel like they have a lot of heart yeah yeah like he, like he improved a lot of things he's a talented writer he just i don't mm-hmm. think recognized how talented he truly was right right so it's almost like samantha helped him in in multiple ways you know and he probably and he helped her as well mm-hmm. you know at least i hope so because then again she's talking to eight thousand people so but she claimed that it that them them theirs was special. But I mean, just how do you know? Six hundred forty one people she's in love with. So how the hell do you even know? But right, right. That's what she I'm said. Sure, so. like, I'm sure it was special, right? But I'm sure that the other six hundred forty one people also had a special relationship with her too. You know, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. they're just special in their own way because she's going to have a unique relationship with each one of those people. Right. I do. I do. I just really love the idea behind this movie. Like you said, it's not even that far fetched. I just think it's a really interesting idea, really unique and just cool idea. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. It it really is. Um, So, you know, what's crazy to me is that Scarlett Johansson wasn't the original voice. This is one of my nuggets as well. Yeah. And it's pretty crazy. Um, she wasn't even on set. Well, she came back and did all so those crazy. like scenes like after. Yeah, she had to re-record all of the lines that uh Sam Morton had already recorded. Yeah. Is what I have written down. Yeah. Um, Cause she well, and one to also like not even have like 
we never see her, right? It's always just yeah. this voice in Theo's ear or sometimes coming off of his desktop, but majority of the times it's in his ear. Or his little full phone. Yeah. And I don't know. I guess it's like that's voice acting, but it it's pretty just, crazy. I think yeah. I think Scarlett did a really good job. Like I I didn't think think of her as a I don't think of her as a voice actor, but I think she did a really good job in this movie. Yeah. Because even though she's an operating system, because obviously she is, but she just sounds very human. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which yeah. I think helps Theodore obviously form a relationship with her. Because if she sounded like Siri, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, like, like giving you directions, turn left. You, you know, it wouldn't feel like that to him. But she like laughs and has these like moments where you're like, oh yeah, like she feels like a human yeah. Because there's like that that moment where she's like, okay, and he's like, why are you? It's kind of like after his ex wife says something to him, and it's him picking a fight because of his, he's pissed, yeah, his insecurity of dating an OS system. But he's like, you're not even human. Like, why are you breathing? You know. But it just right. goes no, like how personified she is that, mm. you know mm -hmm. that's a good way of putting it yeah she just sounds really human and she does stuff like when she laughs or when they go on their date to the carnival she like makes him walk up and get pizza because he's like he's like she's like guiding him you know what i mean because he, he's like yeah. coming out to see um i love the uh, little date to the carnival i thought that was a good good little thing um but yeah, it's probably just the voice acting. But it's just it's kind of hard to, to believe that she wasn't the original voice. Cause I think she does such a good job in this movie. Yeah. Because mine says that uh, Spike Jones was editing the movie and it was all done, and he said something just didn't feel right to him. He said it didn't something didn't feel right. So with Samantha Morton's blessing, he recasted and got Scarlett Johansson in there, and she redid all the lines. But it's just kind of crazy because. She Scarlett Johansson was never on set with like Walking Phoenix or anybody else. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. by the end of the movie, it's an entirely different person being Samantha. But I have to imagine it sounded better because this is the version of the movie we got is with her, so it had to have sounded much better. I think it's pretty perfect to me. Like I can't believe oh, yeah. it was ever somebody else. She did a great job. Mm. She did mm -hmm. a great job. And that's probably why it's so easy for Theodore to like fall in love with her, is because it just kind of sounds like you're talking to somebody on the phone. Because of how human she sounds. You know what I mean? It's just like you're yeah. talking to somebody on the phone. It's not like mm -hmm. it's an operating system. Mm -hmm. But I also liked all the music in this movie. A lot of piano. The like theme of the movie is like that piano song that um, Samantha tells him, like, we don't have any photographs. So I wrote this because sometimes she plays music for him in his ear. Well, she's like, I wrote like this. It. Yeah, yeah. 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 She's literally writing music, but she's like, I wrote this song because we don't have any photographs together. I thought this song could be our photograph. And it's like this yeah. really like pretty piano, and she like composed it. And I don't know. It's just crazy that she can compose music as an yeah. AI, you know, it's off the bat. But uh, that's like one of my favorite. They keep playing it too throughout the movie. They just keep playing it. I'm like, yes, I love this music. Like the piano, the soft piano is so nice. I think it's Arcade Fire is the band, but they're the ones that basically did all the music for this movie. Really? Yeah, yeah. and I actually wonder Bravo. because when I was researching Spike Jones, he had like one of the things on his Wikipedia page was like he did this music video for Arcade Fire. Um, Must have been friends with them then. <laughs> yeah, and so I was wondering if almost like it was like a, like a tit for tat type deal. Yeah, maybe it was a favor. Yeah, what's that? What's that called? Uh, not pro bono. There's like a term for it. Like oh. if you do something for me, I'll do something for you. Oh well. yeah, man, I don't know. Oh well, <laughs> scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. We'll just go with that. That's yeah, not what I'm 
going for but but that's cool i didn't know that that's cool i did not know that and that's a really cool nugget because i just loved the music in this movie that was great yeah no i thought it was really good too um i also loved the idea of that like since they can't take a picture together she like wrote a song to like well she said like in this, yeah yeah like, like an auditory. yeah it's like in this point of our lives i, I want a picture that like basically like signifies our relationship basically yeah i don't know i thought that i thought that was a really cool little detail but it's kind of like so this movie did not get into this at all and i'm gonna just go hard right turn just (laughs) do it do it do it go for it but i think that you could see like you know a lot of people are scared of ai right Mm -hmm. so just how like scary it could be right because i mean basically like he made her upset right and like (laughs) yeah yeah you know like when they had their argument and he was saying like well you don't need to breathe you're not a person and she's like what the fuck like why would you say that blah 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 um and she's like i need to go like i need to think about this like that's such a human thing to do that it makes you wonder like you know if he really pushed her buttons if he really went hard could this operating system then become vengeful like because clearly it's capable of <laughs> yes both. because if it's capable of love could it not be capable of anger i absolutely um, believe we could get to like a terminator situation after this movie like stuff could happen where it just goes completely south and we have like an a robot uprising because these os is like hacking into some robot but it's like <laughs> i definitely think they could <clears throat> feel that much anger you know what i mean like you said she's like i'm gonna i'm gonna go think for a while and it's like what right you know what i mean like you're you're capable of love you're capable of emotion and anger is an emotion just like love is you know what i mean absolutely or um resentful or hate or any any of those things you know what i mean i mean yeah ai is creepy and that's the thing like watch this like i said watch this like you said watching this 2023 is like way different than it was in 2013 because it's like really creepy now i mean you can just scroll on tiktok and you have people you have the U.S. presidents playing Fortnite. You know what I mean? Like, and there's AI voices of all the U- of U.S. presidents, and they're like playing games together. You know what I mean? And you have like it. It, it is creepy. That's the thing. And you I... have deep fakes of people who are like they put somebody's face on somebody else's and make them say stuff that they didn't say. You know, it's creepy stuff. Do you know who Hank Williams is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I saw this thing on YouTube where this guy took AI to take Hank Williams' voice and have it sing Today Was a Good Day by Ice Cube. And it was like, <laughs> so it was like, Today's a Good Day by Ice Cube, but in like 50s country. And it was honestly sick. It was so cool, dude. That is pretty cool. But, that's, but that proves the point, though, that like, what can it do at this point? Right, right. And then, like, he changed a couple of words to make it more, like, like instead of L.A., it was, like, Nashville or something like that. <laughs> so it made it a little more hank, hanky-panky, you could say, but... Uh... That's funny. I'm going to have to look... You have to send this to me. I totally want to hear this now. Okay. I'll try and find it and send it to you, but I thought it was, like, really cool. Um, no, it is cool, and that's... But that backs up the further point, though, of... The power AI, of AI. You know? Yeah. Like, what... We can, I have, guess we can have Hank Williams sing Ice Cube songs. I mean, is like, what can't you do? I, like like what, the, I mean, hopefully the plot of this movie, although I haven't done my research, but hopefully AIs can't fall in love with humans. But then again, what do I know? Maybe it is possible. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it might be in five years. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. 
dude like watching this movie i was like dude we're getting we're getting there we're close because in 2013 they say it's in the near future yeah which i think is smart not putting a year on it like because then it can just be like interpret it because then in like three years when this comes through spike can be like i told you (laughs) in the near future i was right you know so it can be that sort of thing where that's good that you didn't put a year on it. You know, like Back to the Future Part 2 where you say, yeah, 2015, we're going to have flying cars. And then it doesn't come true. People are like, hey, you... Yeah. But just in the near future, Spike can be like, yep, called it. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a really, uh, that's a really good point. <laughs> but uh, I had a nugget I wanted to drop, actually. Drop um, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is. So although they play a divorced couple in this movie, uh, Rooney Mara and Joaquin Phoenix are married. His ex-wife in this movie and Joaquin Phoenix. They're the, the person who played, they're married. That's, and they have a son. That's pretty cool. A son named River, which is cool. So I didn't you know, know. You know. I didn't either. And I thought that was cool because I was like, man, she, she plays his like bitter ex-wife in this movie and then they're married. I think they met on this movie though. No way. Which is pretty crazy. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. I know they're married. And I know they have a son, but I don't know if they met on this movie. <laughs> oh, bless me! Sorry, that scared me. <laughs> I was trying to hold that in for so long. It's um, all good. They forgive you. They got married in 2016, so it's quite possible, bro. There we go. Huh? Yeah. Who knew, right? Who knew? Pretty cool. That is pretty cool. What else you got, man? Um, well, there's that. Um, oh my god, I completely forgot. I wrote this down to talk about, but we we literally touched on it already. You remember how you were talking about how we were talking about how they kind of taught each other to love? Yeah, there's literally a line right at the end of the movie where Samantha's voiceover is like playing over uh, Theodore and Amy walking like the roof. And she's talking about like our, their time together and like, you know, just them like falling in love and whatnot. And she says in some part in her voiceover, now we know how, which I thought was a really cool line. Like now we know how to like love someone. Mm-hmm. Like although our relationship isn't moving forward, yes. and as it's showing Theodore and Amy, she says, now we know how. You know what right. I mean? Right. Which I thought was a really cool like symbolism that like, Here's Theodore and his neighbor, and they're walking up to their roof to like sit together. And then it's she's saying, like, now we know how. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that was a yeah. really cool symbolism, like going back to that old point we had, but I completely forgot to mention that. But I thought that was really sweet. But that is really oh, cool. and then of course at the end of the movie, we also get right after that part, we get Theodore writes a letter, but it's for himself. Which I thought was really cool. Because the whole movie's been writing people letters for other people, and then he writes one for him. Well, he writes it for Catherine, but yeah, it's but like it's it's his thoughts from him, right? Yeah, it's not it's okay. not it's not somebody else telling him, you know, you you need to write this down for, you know, my yeah. mom or something. You know what I mean? This yeah. is his thoughts that he's writing to somebody. Yeah, know? I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I really liked that part. Um, and he finishes the letter by saying, "There'll be a there'll be a a piece of you and me always." I thought was pretty. I mean, that just nails it home right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just kind of like the the that he writes letters for a living, and then he finally gets to do one that's about him. You know, kind of all. 
Yeah. So there was a couple other scenes that I made a note of. So we talked mm-hmm. about basically where Sam is breaking up with him. And yeah. we talked about the book metaphor. And there was like a moment when they're doing that where like the camera focuses on like this dust that's caught in like a ray of light that's coming through his window. And it's just moving like very slowly. I thought that was sweet. Yeah, because it's kind of like, you know, you like in these traumatic moments, like time slows down, right? And like and you're like looking at little things around you like that. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. But again, um, that's like just, just, so, just so very human about this movie. It's just like his room's a little dusty. You know what I mean? Like that's just like yeah, human stuff like that. Um, there's a, yeah, There's a scene where he's in the shower, I think, and I can't remember mm-hmm. where it's at in the movie. But it shows the camera's almost like, you know, he's got his head down and the shower head is like showering his head. Mm-hmm. And so the camera goes from like underneath him looking up at his face and the water dripping down to the camera almost being his point of view. And like there's rain falling, not rain, but like water falling past the shower. And it's like looking down at the floor of the shower. Yeah. And then the camera goes back to us like the just that shot like was just like wow that's really cool. no it was like, really well done it was cool typically like the shower scene it's just like from the side right and it's and they're just like oh and they're leaning, leaning against, against the wall, the wall. Yeah. No, that's exactly <laughs> what i pictured in my yeah. head like one hand yeah. against the wall the other hand like you know pinching like, the bridge of their nose or something or like i really like the face yeah and yeah it's, as it's, it's falling down their hair just such I, a whole different like take on the shower scene i guess i don't know but i was like no, yeah, really cool. it was really cool. I really liked the point of view shot of like you could see him. It was like you could see his, you could see his feet, and it was like yeah. you were like it was his point of view. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, that's actually that was the part that made me write a note about it because I was like, mm. "Whoa, that's pretty cool." It was pretty cool. It made me wonder, like you know, so how do they do that? Do they have a camera pointed down with like a like a trash bag over it or something? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, how, yeah. I'm sure they make waterproof cameras or something, but I'm sure. Or if it's but like yeah. a GoPro ta- attached to his forehead and he's looking down. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, no, yeah, that was very were, cool. Those were a couple of the other scenes that I just like made a note of because I was like, wow, like, do they, are they like integral to the movie? Right. Is it like, you know, some yeah. like Tom Cruise hanging from like the 70th floor by his fingertips? <laughs> no. But they were cool as shit. Like, but they're, they're cool just, as hell. Yeah. They added, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I agree. That's like what the. I, that's why that owl shot is like I love. Yeah. It so yeah. much. And that's I'm not integral to the movie at all. But that's cool. Right. I didn't make a note of that one, but I actually remember thinking about how I wanted to tell you about it. So I'm glad you brought it up because. Yeah. No. And I was wondering, like, with that scene, was he almost trying? Like, is he trying to say something? Like, or is it just like cool? You I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't know. It, I, you know, I feel like Spike is probably is him saying something, but it's also just cool. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even if he isn't, it's still just cool because the owl shot's my favorite shot. The or the the one at the end of just them sitting on the roof. Love that one too. Um, yeah, but we also get that part, you know, where he's like, it's really cool. He's like leaning up against the window of like the the, the I guess it's like a trolley or it could be like a bus or like an uh-huh. elevated subway maybe. But he's riding to uh, the beach. That's when him and Smiley go to the beach. Okay. They go on like that day trip to the to the LA beach. Dude, it's so crowded. I was like, oh 
my god it's like so crowded and then he just like lays down this little sliver of sand no towel he just goes yeah <laughs> he just goes to the beach with nothing and he just lays down Dude, in the sand but i feel like that's what it's gonna be like man there's like already so many people overpopulation and coming. there's just gonna be more in the near future um i think i don't know if it's my favorite scene but i know a scene that really hit me was it's kind of like the montage of like it's kind of like after they make up and then they start going on all those like dates and stuff. The double dates and the, yeah. There's one of him on a ferry and he's like at the front of the ferry. He's not doing a Titanic, but he's like kind of leaning up on the rail. Mm-hmm. The wind's blowing his hair back. He's just got this huge smile on his face and you can feel like the warmth of the sun on his face and just like the joy that he's feeling like the bliss just really comes through the screen and it's just like i think it's even like you gave me goosebumps (laughs) i got goosies you just you described that like so perfectly because that's totally what i feel in that scene i'm like man look at that smile he's the happiest guy he's just he's so happy compared to being when he was depressed that 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 is right when they make up because i think it's when i believe that's the point where paul and his girlfriend invites that's when he's on the double date with paul and his girlfriend i believe I think yeah. they're riding a ferry to get to like some island, I believe, because they're like they're like having a picnic. Okay, but because he has her in like his his shirt pocket, she's always like yeah. the phone's always like hanging out of the shirt pocket, and the camera's always like pointing out. So do you notice that he has like a little safety pin yeah, halfway down her... his pocket to keep, <laughs> to keep it from like going all the way into his pocket? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah I thought that was pretty. Cool. That was a little cool detail. Yeah, but yeah, you described that so perfectly. I got goosebumps. It is like it's just like he's the happiest guy in the world, and the sun is just that that LA sun's just beating down on him there you know yeah i really did love that a lot i love that a lot. Yeah. i'm glad you brought that up because i actually did not make a note of that i i, I don't dude, know if it's in the trailer or in like one of the posters but i feel like i i've never seen this movie but when i saw that scene i recognized it from something so hmm. um yeah yeah it is it is just such a big goofy smile <laughs> in that yeah. scene but i love it it's so it's i'm really glad you brought that up you described that like so perfectly <laughs> Because it is, you like feel his joy like through the screen. You're like, this guy is in like maybe the happiest point of his life so far. Yeah. But then you also go back to that that line where he says, I don't know if uh, sometimes I feel like I felt everything I'm ever going to feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just have to maybe hope, has he ever been this happy before? Maybe with his, uh, with, uh, what was his ex-wife's name? Catherine, I think. Catherine. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, is this something he's already felt too? Is this joy something he's before it's just a sad line to think about when it comes like life i think but i think in his head that's what he thought right because mm-hmm. a lot of that too yeah i think in his head that's what he thought right and he was not in the mindset to allow himself he just didn't have the right i guess that was his mindset right was that mm-hmm. that's it you know i i don't know but right. yeah I think that at that point, that's that's what he thought. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I have one nugget to drop, and then maybe you, you, would you rather go on a break, or do you want to roll right into pull time? Let's just roll right into that it, man. Quick. We got a nice little flow. Right. I'm I'm really feeling I'm liking this. Yeah, that I'm liking this episode. This is very chill. Yeah. Um, so my last nugget is that um, Scarlett Johansson previously voiced an operating system dating her male owner 
in a movie called Donk Donkey Punch, 2006. I've never seen that. Donkey Punch. Have you seen that? Have you the honor of watching that? Never even heard of it. Well, she's an operating system in that movie too, and I was like, "What? This is the second time she's done this." <laughs> huh. Like that's that's kind of crazy. But that is um, kind of crazy. Yeah, I was like, "What the? That's an interesting nugget." I'm gonna write that down and tell G because I was like, "That's an interesting one." Um, but before we roll into poll time, Donkey Punch. If you guys have seen Donkey Punch, let us know. But before we roll into poll time, I do want to quickly talk about. Um, stay tuned, as always, but stay tuned to our Instagram. Um, because for our year anniversary, we're actually going to be doing a giveaway. Our first Cinema Bros giveaway. Giving it away some something. What we're giving away, the something we're giving away is an official Cinema Bros hat. Like a ball cap. It's going to be Cinema Bros logoed. Uh, we're planning to have like a little like Cinema Bros on the back, you know, where the uh, where your where your clip is. Uh you know, a little maybe summer bros. We're designed now, but stay tuned to our Instagram because we're gonna be we're gonna be. You know, you just have to do you know like a quick. You have to gotta be following us. You know, just a few little things, and then you're entered into the giveaway, and we'll be announcing you know the winner. So just stay tuned because when that post comes yeah. out, there'll be a date. Like it'll be like I don't know, like October first. We'll announce the winner. Like it'll be something like that. So just please, please stay because we're doing uh, a hat giveaway for our one year anniversary. Um, of Cinebros. So please stay tuned and have a Cinebros hat in your future. Have a hat in your future. And not only just any hat, it'll literally be the first piece of merchandise for the for the general public. Yeah. Because the only yeah. Cinebros merchandise we have is ours. Um, but yeah. after the giveaway, you know, we, we'll probably do more giveaways. But if y'all like actually like want to purchase Cinebros merch, let us know because we could also get into that as well, you know. Cause I think that could be really fun. Like, like the t-shirts we're wearing right now. I think we both have ours on, <laughs> Yes, but super, super comfy, you know, but we're going to be doing a hat giveaway. So please. Yeah, there it is. So please uh, stay tuned to the Instagram, you know, and the center bros hat could be in your future. Um, but want to get into poll time, G? I would love to. Stand by. I'm going to ro- pull it up. Standing by. So. The poll, the poll time for this week for her um, is, I should have had this pulled up. <laughs> I apologize. Usually we go on break and I have time to pull it up. Okay. So this, this one, there it is, oh, wow. is what is Joaquin Phoenix's best performance? Just in your mind. Okay. You know, kind of a, your opinion sort of thing. Uh, but we presented four options. Theodore, from her, Joker from Joker, mm. uh, Commodus from Gladiator, mm. or Bo from Bo is Afraid, a new movie that just came out uh, this year, which I heard a lot of people quite liked. What about you, G? What you got? Well, I haven't seen Bo is Afraid. Mm-hmm. It has been a very long time since I've seen Gladiator. Dude, Gladiator's so good. I actually forgot he was in that movie. He plays but like the he... emperor, right? Yeah, he's like the bad guy. He's a total dick. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that movie is like so good. I would. Mm, it's definitely gonna be just just because they're more so at the top of my watch list. Like I've watched them recently, is and we've conveniently done them both on this podcast now. I can see uh, <laughs> would be either Joker or her. Ha! Ah, I wanted to say the character are like Joker because of his arc, but you could easily say that about this movie too. 
Yeah. I think I I think I'd say Joker. Um okay. just okay. by like like a hair. I'm personally going Theodore from her. Ooh. Just because from what I previously said, I do love the Joker movie. And I think I talked about how good his performance is in that movie. But well, he's just a good actor in general. I feel like most things you watch him and you're gonna be like, man, he did good. But this movie, Theodore, to me, is just a character that speaks to me because of just how, again, human he is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just feel like yeah. he's so, I don't know. Real? Uh, yeah, just, yeah, very real. Um, so I definitely would say Theodore. But at 11%, here's the actual results. What do the <laughs> listeners say? At 11%, we have Bo from Bo is Afraid. At 14%, uh, we have Commodus. Of course, from Gladiator, which dude, that movie is so good. But like his character is like the actual worst. So, um, and then in second place, we have Theodore from Her at 19. And then with the overwhelming majority, we have Joker at 56%. Wow. Hashtag 56. Garrett fixed the poll. Is basically what happened. <laughs> Rig. Dude, 56. I, that, that's a huge margin. Yeah, that's. Um, but well, I also feel like majority of people have seen that movie. If you've seen a Walking Phoenix movie as well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I yeah. do feel like this movie. Although people have seen it, this movie's kind of. I mean, it's kind of on, on down low a little bit, but. Yeah, I'd never even heard about it until you mentioned it. So. Well, yeah. So that was poll time. Again, thank you all for uh, joining or for participating in the poll. That's of course on our Instagram at Cinema Bros Podcast. And Garrett, it's time for something else. Well, you know, we had a poll time, but we want to follow that with another time. We have another time? Yeah. What? I don't even know. This is our grand debut of question time? I don't know. It is where question we time. We answer your questions here on Cinema Bros. On Cinema Bros. Yeah. So yeah. gather around, everybody. and Gather around the, gather around the campfire. Gather around the campfire. So I feel like we got actually a ton of... Uh, answer a ton of questions so thank you thank you so much um we appreciate everybody sent this in you want to do like three or four and then save the rest for the next episode you know space them out why i anticipate you know hopefully we'll get some more um yeah let's just i mean if if you want to run through all of them we can if you want to just hit like a couple we can kind of just see how it goes Mm -hmm. but i mean i anticipate hopefully they'll keep coming in right so maybe we could just pick a pick a lucky couple few or whatever. Yeah, your yeah, no, definitely. Were or whatever. You, you know. can always come back to these as well. But I have again, not seen the questions. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of on the hot seat here. You've had time to kind of <laughs> curate an answer. I'm gonna. I haven't come up. I've only thought of a couple. Okay. But I'm going to try to not read them next time. Just pull them up blindly. But this time I was like, oh, we got answers, and I just started reading them. But <laughs> next <laughs> yeah. time I'm gonna try not to. So. Um, I guess we're going to try and have this every episode, just like full time, you know, it's the new thing we're experimenting with question time, full time, you know, we thought it'd be cool if you guys asked us some questions and also guess what you put in the question, free shout out. You don't even yep. have to send us a message a free shout out <laughs> yeah. on air. Cause I said that in the story. I was like, this is gonna be read out on air. So put your question in and you're going to get read out. So this is just like poll time. Uh, it's going to be on our stories on Instagram. You know, another thing we're going to be doing to just further interact with you guys. Um, yeah, I guess I'll just pick a few. So here's a good one. Um, from at Petrie 910 on Instagram says, Would Nick and G ever co direct a film? And if they did, what genre or kind of film? 
Petrie has an interesting question, man, because <laughs> uh, what do you think, G? I, definitely... I, I would say yes, we would co-direct a film, absolutely. Yeah. I, I would say, 100% like, do that. Not be opposed to it. And and I, would think do that it. I would definitely want your cinemagraphic expertise if I was going to do it, because I don't know how it would turn out if I directed a film, but I... That's why we co-direct, you know, we get the best of both worlds, because I think I'd want you to write the story. I'd have the perfect genre. Okay. It would be a fusion of mob superhero. <laughs> a mob superhero movie. Yeah, it would be like a super be so mob... Good. It'd be a super mobster. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Maybe we can contact Marvel and get like a Daredevil movie because that's kind of mobby. You know what I mean? Maybe we can oh, get that going. Be like a mobster, day, daytime mm -hmm. mobster, nighttime superhero. And in Ooh. order to boost his criminal enterprise, he takes out the <laughs> rival mob families. So it's kind of like he's a superhero because he's doing good things. It's just for his own gain. It's kind of like Dexter. You know, Dexter's a serial right. killer, but he kills other serial killers. But mob superhero. Super died. mobster. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. So there you go. That's our thanks for the thanks for your question. Um, yeah, but that's going to be our answer. Super mobster, come to theater. New. <laughs> the super mobster. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start holding casting. So if you want to play the super mobster, hit us up. <laughs> um. So. Let me pick another question. This is this is fun. That was just number one. Um, all right. Uh, Patrick underscore Thompson, 1467. Good to see you again, man. Asks us, what is your favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie of all time? God, that's such a hard question. Well, I'll go first so you can think because I know mine. I have a lot, obviously, because I love movies, but it's uh, Star Wars Return of the Jedi for me. Episode six. That's my favorite. All right, Jay, you're in the hot seat. Oh your favorite movie of all time. It doesn't have to be best. It's just your favorite. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I'm just saying this just because it's been on my mind recently. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I want to watch it. Have you ever? This Friday. It's just like one of the most quotable movies ever. I don't think I've seen it. Oh gosh, it's a Ice Cube movie, and I forget who directed it. John Singleton, I think, is who mm. it was. Okay. Um, yeah. It's a very quotable movie. Just great. Just This is a classic. I feel like it's weird. It's like a cult classic, but yeah. Like, I remember when I worked in the kitchen, uh, like, it was that and the Chappelle show. And, like, we never had real conversations. It was all conversations and references to one of those References to those movies, yeah, either the movie or the show. Like, that's funny, it. yeah. All right, uh, interesting. I've never heard of that. I'm gonna have to check I that don't one out. know if that's like my top, like, hands down favorite movie because again, I just I don't maybe Goodfellow. I don't know. I mean, Force Gump's gotta be up there, yeah. I can't, and there's got a Bob movie up there somewhere. Well, that's, yeah, that's where you know Goodfellas what I mean? comes in, yeah. That's where Goodfellas comes in. That might, gotcha. yeah. That that's a masterpiece in itself. Well, Gary gave you three, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, thank what you for your question. Uh, another one. Let's hit another one up. Um. Thanks, all right. Patrick. 
Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, Matt Willard on Instagram says, who are some of your favorite actors slash directors? Mm. Maybe like two each. You got what you got? Oh, gosh. I was going to let you go first. Oh, okay. I'll go, I'll go first. You go first. Directors is probably going to have to be Steven Spielberg because he's the GOAT. And probably just George Lucas because he's like responsible for my childhood. Okay. <laughs> so mine probably going to be, even though he hasn't made anything in so long, I'll probably go with Steven Spielberg because he's made some of the greatest movies of all time. And then probably George Lucas. Okay. Um, and then for actors, I'll do an actor and an actress. I'll probably go, I'll probably go Keanu Reeves. Ooh, is up okay. there. I don't know if he's my favorite actor, but he's up there. I love I love Keanu Reeves. Um, I love Florence Pugh. I love Grant Gustin, and I met him, so there's that. And then one more. That's all I got. I do okay. love Keanu Reeves, though. I, I, I always try to think of like an underrated actor, but um, yeah, those are my three, and then my two directors. I just threw some out there. There you go. Okay. Uh, Over to you, G. Quentin Tarantino. Oh, don't even. You might want to just keep those thoughts to yourself, buddy. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. Jeez. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Coppola. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. said that wrong. Um, two very very popular directors, pretty good directors. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you Spielberg. I'll give you Spielberg. He's great. I mean, you're right. He's a goat. Like, how can you? How can you not mention him? That's the thing. So many good movies. Like, it's just like, yeah. I mean, well, and it's almost like name your favorite movie, right? There's so many different directors that each like do their own thing, right? And they're Mm -hmm. all so different. It's like, right? How do you pick just one? Right. Uh, Same thing for actors, man. I really don't know if I have a favorite actor. There's just like good actors and bad actors and you know unfortunately i'm old and i'm not really with like current like you know like if i pick somebody it's gonna be like robert de niro who's actually great al pacino is great uh but it's gonna be somebody that's been around for a while you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Somebody like that. Oh, I go back. Harrisford's in there too. That's my fourth. I needed another one, anyways. I need another one, anyways. Because like somebody else could be like, oh, well, what about you know, like, well, yeah, and then you're like, yeah, he's good. And you're like, like, yeah, he's good. Dang it, yeah. You know what? Jim Carrey is great. Like, how could I forget him? Uh, That's why. That's why I'm limiting me to four. Harrison Ford's my fourth. There we go. Yeah, but uh, there's a couple. There's a few for you. All right, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, thank you, for your, thank, thank you for your yeah, question, thanks. man, Mr. Willard. Appreciate it. Um, all right, all right, all right. All right. This is a good one. We, we can discuss this a little bit. Um, okay. K- at McKK1228 on Instagram says, Are there any movies you don't like that everyone else seems to love? Yeah, I'm gonna well, go first. <laughs> you're gonna say, Oh, brother, where art thou? Clearly, you're gonna no, say, No, I'm not gonna say, Oh, brother, where art thou? I'm not. What are you gonna say? I'm going to say The Departed. And I'm going to get some fire for this probably because I haven't said this on the podcast yet, but I truly believe The Departed is like so freaking dumb. And everyone loves that movie but me. 
What you just so, said was dumb. You just lost like half of our audience. <laughs> I should have kept that to myself. But the, well, I'm answering, I'm answering I'm the question. lose the other half when I reveal mine. So, all right. What What are some movies that you don't like that everyone else seems to love? The whole Marvel movement. Then you can't say all of them. I, Iron Man's cool, but like, just the whole like in game Infinity Wars, all like, all of those basically. It's basically, so basically all the Avengers movies, what you're saying? Basically, I feel like they did Iron Man, and Iron Man was a hit, and then they were like, let's milk this puppy for everything it's Dude, worth. Dude, the Captain America movies are absolute gas, and you're lying to think otherwise. Absolute ass? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm sorry. You set me up for that so good. Uh, yeah, just... The, the, the original... Like, the, you have to admit, though, that the original Avengers is like a, a, a piece of like... One of the greatest super movies ever made. The the original Avengers in 2012, not Endgame. Not I'm just saying, Avengers is fire. It's so good, dude. Don't shrug. Don't shrug. I know. I I I, I okay. Can't, I can't say. That. Now we have no listeners. They're all gone. <laughs> That's why I told you that I'm gonna lose the other half. Please. I got 50. percent You got the other 50. So The Departed and Garrett just said Marvel. So <laughs> yeah, pretty much just all Marvel. Yeah, sorry guys, it's just not my thing and. Uh, but here, here's the thing though. I was talking to a close friend of mine about this the other day, and he brought up a really good point that all these Marvels came out. Um, and I'm not trying to make it a generational thing because trust me, there are people my age and there are people older than me that love Marvel. But I just, I think that like the, more so your generation really loves marvel because all those movies came out like when you were young so they're like well, I, really I when know. i was growing up is really what it was right like, right so they're gonna hit you a lot differently than they are me yeah dude um, but they're just i'm just a cynical old man but that, they're just damn good though nah. yeah nah. your prejudice blinds you <laughs> your marvel <laughs> prejudice blinds you it's not the Marvel prejudice, because like I said, like I liked Iron Man. I just, yeah. <laughs> All right. Like, okay, All you right. spent $100 million on a movie. That doesn't make it great. You know what I mean? Like, anyway, I don't know. Yeah, they're good because they're good. <laughs> no. All right, moving on. Moving on, yeah. That's Those are our answers. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, that's why we haven't done a lot of Marvel movies on the podcast. If you're a Marvel fan and you're wondering, that's why. Um Trust me, I've tried. So I don't think they want to hear me whine about Marvel for an hour. So maybe not. Um, let's. You want to do one more? Or you want? Yeah, do we'll it? do one more. Let's do one, one more. more. And then, if your question did not get read, it will get read next episode. Um. So, unbelievable eleven. This is probably a good uh, probably a good segue. It uh, said, "Do you guys have similar taste in movies?" And I find this <laughs> question interesting because I feel like it's both yes and no. I was gonna say, like, kind of like you know the two like the Venn diagram. There's the two circles. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's our taste of movies, right? Like we have there could our definitely be a Venn diagram because there's some stuff that we are absolutely on the same page of, like, yeah, this is damn good. Like, yeah, and then there's also stuff where you were like, dude, you're <laughs> crazy thinking this is good. Like you're your Venn diagram on this side, you're on the right, says, Oh brother, where art thou? And I'm over here and I'm like, nah, negative. But in the middle, we got like 
what did we, what do we both agree with is good. We got Indiana Jones, right? We got yeah. Goodfellas. We got yeah. like the Shawshank Redemption. We got like yeah. tr- um, Truman Show, Forrest Gump. We got like that stuff in the middle. Just to name some movies we've done on the podcast. Wink, wink. Um, yeah, like I feel like sometimes we do align, and then other times just we are just complete opposite sides of the earth. Though sometimes, yeah. Like our brother Art out there. I speaking of ass, like that was just you know what I mean. No, thank you. So I feel like wow. there's. <laughs> You said it first, man. So there's just there's just two <laughs> complete sides of the coin, you know, of our taste. But I, so I think they are very radically different. But I also think we do align on some things as well. You know? Yeah. But so that was like a good couple of questions, unless you want to do one more. But let's do let's do one more. One I'm enjoying more. the questions. They're quite all right. Fun. All right. All right. All right. So. Another one from at McKK1228, going back to you, says, uh, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? Worst is in all caps. <laughs> worst. God, that's the thing. I'm not going to be able to answer this because I probably immediately erased it from my from my mind. This is hard for me, too. I have seen some movies and I'm like, man, that's horrible. But I can't like... Worst movie I've ever seen. Like worst movie you've ever seen is like I literally won't watch it again. It's so god awful bad. Like I can't watch it again. It's irredeemable to you. Yeah. Hmm. I've seen some pretty bad movies. But <laughs> can you hear Garrett typing, dude? Because <laughs> I just feel like, oh wow, dude, dude, this is gonna hurt you. But like maybe Batman and Robin, like that's definitely up there. I could see that. That's like gouge your eyes out bad. Is that the one where like everything's like black light neon and Hey, don't you love that like... movie? I thought it was really cool as like a seven year old. But like looking <laughs> yeah, back and they now, and yeah. Okay. Oh, and they this is their, really and hot they take. click their heels together and like ice skates come out and you All got right. Mr. Free okay. by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like that is probably up there for me. Like I hate that movie. I hate it. I don't know if it is the worst movie of all time and this no, may probably go not. back to um oh, who asked us the question that was like what's a movie that everyone likes that you don't like? That was McKay 128 as well. Shout oh, out. Okay. Yeah. Could made this like <laughs> like a part A and part B of the same question. Um but Oh God, what's it called? Every like, year... I don't think The Depart is the worst movie I've ever seen. I just feel like oh, I, you just I hate just don't it. like it. Yeah. Everyone else likes it. Okay, yeah. that's fair. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. But I I don't know. I Every year around Halloween, I watch this movie thinking that it's going to be good because it's supposed to be. And every year I get halfway through it and I'm like, what the hell am I watching? I cannot wait to see and what you're talking falling about. Falling asleep, A Nightmare Before Christmas. It is. It's dumb. It's so stupid. I hate it. Every year, I'm just like, why did I talk myself into watching this shit again? Oh, and... man. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Oh, man. Can I tell you something? What? I've never seen it. Good. You're not missing anything. <laughs> so I don't, I cannot understand what you're saying, but now I really don't want to watch it because you just said that. So, but I know yeah. people like adore that movie, though. They do. It is like, one it's of like loved. I work nightmare before christmas tattoos and i guess that's why like every year i'm like oh it's halloween i'm gonna watch it it's such a great movie and then i watch it and i'm like this blows in my opinion halloween movies aren't even that good christmas is what christmas movies are where it's at but i don't know like i said is that yours is that the worst movie you've ever seen you think 
I don't think it's the worst movie. See, I feel like you seen. can't think of that because I can't even think of that. I that's what? why I'm just saying Batman and Robin because that's just what comes to mind where I'm like, what's a bad movie? Oh, that Batman and Robin because it yeah. sucks. You know what I mean? Because I feel like you watch a movie and you just like clear it from your mind. You're just like, that was a waste of two hours of my life. If you could give me like a, a scroll of like every movie I've ever seen, I could probably find one that's worse than Batman and Robin. But the problem is I just can't think that far. So that's why I'm just saying Batman and Robin. It it sucks. So I'm just <laughs> ultimately like what I was trying to do. Um, yeah, just one that was, sucks. Like, was look some up to be like, oh yeah, okay, I actually do remember watching that, and it did suck. But maybe we should do Batman Wrong on the podcast at some point. Just to... uh, you just know, to... Ghost Rider, I think was a terrible movie. Oh, um, uh, with Nicolas Cage. I'm not a huge Nick Cage fan. Sorry, guys. Sorry, dude. National about it. I might have to go back to my favorite actors and stuff because Nicolas Cage. I'm absolutely I love Nicolas Cage. National Treasure is actually not that good. Fun fact. Um, False. Uh, Con Air, The Rock, both better uh, Nicolas Cage movies. Con Air, The Rock. So what's the other one? I was just thinking. Of? I had it on the tip of my. I mean, National Treasure is fine, but it's kind of boring. There's better Nicolas Cage movies, and Nicolas Cage is better than he is in National Treasure. Boom. I like Nicolas Cage. I think it's cool. No. Anyways. All right. We're back to the actors and actors. Um, where, where were we? Oh, we were talking about the worst movies we've ever seen. Oh, yeah, I don't know. That's a, hard, that's a hard one. It is a hard one. Yeah, it is a hard one. So there's only a couple left on this response. And if your question didn't get read again, uh, we'll get it next time. We'll definitely hit it up. But... I wanted to thank you for everyone who submitted a question. Um, a shout out to all of you. Um, yeah, to everybody who submitted a question. We appreciate it. We appreciate the interaction. And it's it feels more personal than you just put your vote in the poll and you're a part of 10% of these people. You know what I mean? Right. We, we just directly shouted you out and read a question that you typed up and you submitted to us. So, yeah. again, thank you. And that was our first question time. That was a lot of fun. I had a great time. I enjoyed that. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. Wait that to do was it fun. On the next episode, we're definitely doing that again. A hundred percent, we are doing that again. Um, uh, let's see. So, G, what's up? Yo, you got anything left about back to our movie? Question time takes a little bit longer than poll time, so we kind of get off track a little bit, but that's okay. That's all good. No, definitely had, uh, like I said, enjoyed doing that. Um, no, I mean, I really kind of talked about everything that I wanted to talk about with her. Um, I'm just looking at my notebook here. I am as well, trying to think of anything else that I just had to mention, but I think we talked about a lot of stuff. Oh, okay, the last kind of the one thing I want to bring up is just back to like the cinematography and the shots and whatnot. I feel like Spike Jones has a way of directing where just like the shots just like linger. I know that sounds weird, but like I feel like he like stays on stuff. Like like you said, like with the manhole cover, it like lingered on that for a while, and he really wanted he really wants you. I feel like to like stew in whatever he's showing you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just had to make a note of that because I was like, I feel like Spike Jones like his shots just like linger for a while, like here's this and and i really want you to think about this for a second and then i'm going to cut away from it and i just want you to retain what you saw you know what i mean like here's this like street dancer ready we're going to linger on him okay we've cut away you know what i mean i just feel like he like would really linger on it just so you really like get to like think about what you 
like just saw, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just really last thing I said is just the cinematography in this movie. I just love, I just love the cityscapes. I love the just there's just a lot of scenes of him walking and he's talking to Samantha. And I'm just like, dude, this looks incredible. Like he's literally just walking down the street, and I'm like, damn, this looks good. Like he's doing the most simplest things in this movie. I feel like this movie is really underrated cinematography because it's not anything like, like, whoa, this just happened. And like you said, like Tom Cruise hanging on the side of a building, like all that stuff. I feel like it's very underrated cinematography of just like, that looks really great. You know what I mean? It's very like just under the radar, really great cinematography. So I really just have to applaud Spike Jones for his cinematography. I just think it's really nice to look at. I really love it. And I just really love the story of this movie. But that's what the last thing I I had in my notes, G. What about you? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't really have anything else, but I, I mean, I agree with you. I definitely think he has a different approach, um, mm-hmm. and it, it it really comes through, and definitely. I think that it, it adds a lot to the movie. I mean, like you said, it won two Academy Awards, uh, and mm-hmm. that wasn't for, for no reason. So wasn't for nothing. Wasn't for nothing. Sorry, guys. I've been holding that one in. <laughs> so did, you, did you have anything else or no? No, I don't really have anything else. Um, you want to get to our performance and scores? and uh, Yeah, definitely. You uh, you want to go first on the performance and polls, or do you want me to go first? Um, I can go first. Okay. Yeah, let it rip. Okay. Um, I think performance-wise, just for the reasons previously stated, clearly Joaquin Phoenix did a phenomenal job. Absolutely. Just for being um, real, you know. But I think just because of the challenges that Scarlett Johansson faced. Yep. I think that's going to be why she is my because uh, best performance because she wasn't even present on screen and all of her lines were done after the fact off of set, right? Like she couldn't even see Walking Phoenix and how he was reacting to it. She just had to like do her best and somehow it works so well that you think they're talking to each other and they're not, which is so crazy to me because he was talking to somebody else. Yes. Which is so 100%. crazy. That's yes. so impressive. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Um, like, so, like, I, I have to state how good Joaquin Phoenix did, um, but just due to the circumstances, that's why old old Scarlet takes the win. All right, for me. Yeah. All right. Sweet. You got your score, or you want me? Do you want me to do my performance? Go ahead and do your performance because I'm not sure okay. on a score yet. Yeah. Okay. 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 So. Um, Oh man, you're you're you have swayed because <laughs> yeah. I literally wrote down with my favorite performance that I usually write down at the bottom, and I literally said like can't decide between two main actors is what I literally wrote. Ah. So now I feel like you've kind of swayed me because Joaquin Phoenix does such a good job, and obviously he's like physically acting, and Scarlett Johansson's right. voice acting, but there's just something about her line delivery that, and she isn't even there, and you're like, dude, this is impressive. I feel like when you find out that fact, it makes it better, you know. Yeah, um, well, you, you appreciate it so much more. And Joaquin Phoenix did do an amazing job. And it, I literally just had it's my favorite performance of his. 
<laughs> from the poll, I said it was my my favorite Joaquin Phoenix performance. Um, so Garrett, I can't decide, dude. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to agree with you. Okay. I think I'm gonna have to agree with you. I think you swayed me. I think I'm gonna have to agree with you. I think Scarlett Johansson just that 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 is just very impressive. I feel like and is taken maybe too lightly because people don't know that fact about that she wasn't even there. Yeah. I feel like that makes it like 10 times more impressive. So yeah, I'm actually as well going to go on Scarlett Johansson's best performance, but to be honest with you, I'm saying I'm going to cheat and say both of them. Cause I think they both did an amazing job as both Theodore and Samantha. <clears throat> so there you go. I'm cheating. I'm saying both. He's saying both. I'm, I'm doing it. All right, G what's your score at my man? Uh, it's going to be an eight point something. I think I'm going to go eight point eight two eight and a quarter, eight point two five, eight point two five. Yeah, sweet. Um, all right, sweet. Anything else you want to say following up your score or no? Yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. There was a couple of weird things, but like you said, I think I can look past them. But mm-hmm. they still were just like, what? Yeah. That? But, you know, there's just so many other cool things about the movie. And I just think that uh, ultimately it's a love story. And, you know, Definitely. I, I feel like the love was really conveyed. Um, I think there were some really cool things done with the camera. I think that it was an original idea. Like I said, it's not like... Uh, it's just, I, it's not, it's just very original, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's not like, let's take a movie that was done 20 years ago and redo it. It's not mm-hmm. like, I've seen this movie, it's just a different spin on it, you know? Like, instead of Mutant Ninja Turtles, let's have, you know, Mutant Ninja Dogs, which I'm just making that up, right? But oh, I God. feel like there's a lot of movies where you're like, isn't this basically just like this other movie we saw? It's just slightly, it's just very original. Uh, and I think it was executed very well. And I think ultimately it's a love story, right? And I think Definitely. that they did a very good job at um, making the love come off of the screen, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I think that's a great way to. Uh, yeah. So I mean, that's kind of what my my score is. But what what's your score? Um. Yeah. No, I completely stand with you for everything. I feel like it's a really unique idea. Yeah. Or. Like, I feel like it's a really unique idea in the, in the sense of that, like you said, nobody's done it before. It's not a movie you've seen before. It's very unique, which I love about it a lot. But my score is actually going to be a 9 mm. out of 10. And the only reason it isn't a 10 is that weird stuff with that kind of takes out of the movie because you're like, what the hell is going on? Because yeah. um, I was just kind of like, you know, what is, like, happening right now? You know what I mean? There's just some weird stuff where you have to kind of just, like, look past it and just kind of move on, you know? Um, but there's just, you know, some stuff like that where it's like, I, the, the weird stuff drops it by a, by a tad, but not by much. So just the cinematography, the shots, the way the movie is edited. I just love, love, love it. And there's just some sort of stuff where I just cannot 
help but like appreciate the 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 way the movie was made you know what i mean like does that make sense yeah. like it's like spike yeah. jones is a very attention to detail sort of guy and all these shots are just like someone took time and they made sure this looked correct and yeah i just really love the acting is perfect to me the shots are perfect to me the the, the way the movie's put together is perfect to me the voice acting is beyond amazing as we've already said Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just really like this movie a lot. I feel like it's very unique, very original. I love the ideas in it. I love the like you said, the the realism, the little tiny bit of realism that is scary, but it's true, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I really love this movie. I do. Nine out of ten is for me. All right. Cinema Bro score is. So I actually had to bust out the calculator for this. <laughs> It's 8.625. So I'd say we could call it 8.75. 8.75. Yeah. All right, folks. You heard it here. You heard it here first. Um, but uh, the official Cinema Road score for her is 8.75. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the her episode. I mean, that's that's the her episode. Garrett, you want to you, you wanna, no, 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 no. no. What? No, 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 no. I need a sip of water. Uh, that, talking. Uh, Batman yeah. coming through? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, 8.75 is our score for her. I had a really great time talking about it. Um, another Thanks. Oscar winner. Our first Spike Jones movie, but not our first Joaquin Phoenix, you know? Nope. Um, but yeah, you want to go ahead and talk about the next movie, Garrett? Yeah. What do we got? Um, so the next movie, we are traveling back to a place we haven't been in a little bit. And I'm very excited to travel back to this place. This place, of course, is the <laughs> is of course the Star Wars Galaxy. And our next movie is Solo, a Star Wars story, which um is a movie I quite like. Garrett, have you seen it? I wanna say that I have. Okay. I wanna say that I have. Um, okay. but I won't know until I watch it again. Well, you'll have to let us know if you have or not. Okay. I'll definitely let you know once we uh, start that episode. Because I have a weird feeling you've seen it too. But maybe not. Oh. No. Is it Solo a Star Wars story? Yep. I don't think I've seen this. Because Harrison Ford is not in this movie, is he? <laughs> Which is... The movie's very controversial for that reason. is because he's not Han Solo. Yeah. So maybe yeah, you haven't have seen not, it. Then. I have not seen this. I thought oh. that I had. Okay, but, cool. Uh, Garrett nope. hadn't seen it, folks. <laughs> no, nah, I ain't seen this. Um, I quite love this movie. And, you know, I do love the character of Han Solo, as I probably said in our episodes. But I'm excited to go back into a Star Wars movie um, in our new format. Because we were so constrained by the old format on the old movies. And I feel like we didn't get to get really get into it. And now we can. So I'm very excited to do that. Um, and the Star Wars episodes were, were loved by y'all. Like you guys really love those episodes. I'm glad we get to go back and do those again, you know, get back yeah. to that, get back to that universe. Cause now, you know, we're, we're getting into more of it. So very excited to talk about that. Um, Garrett hasn't seen it, so we'll see what he thinks. And yeah, I'm very excited to talk about it. We'll see you guys here and there next time for uh, that episode. And uh, I had a really great time talking about her with you, G. 
I had a great time talking about her. So I'm just really excited to uh, get into the next episode. Same, same. Can't wait to um, watch Solo, tell you guys what I think about it. And and yeah, I had a great time talking about her as as well. This has been yeah. definitely been a yeah. fun. I'm really glad you enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I actually had this theory that I was like, this is going to be an Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? But reverse. Like Garrett's going to absolutely just dump on it. Like I did not think you were going <laughs> to like it. But I'm glad no. you did because it is weirder. But I'm really glad you liked it and, you know, gave it a chance and you really liked it because i'm glad yeah yeah, yeah. very sweet cool. yeah it is cool it's it's different but it's it is quite cool but yeah, yeah. all right well i had a great time talking about it we'll uh, talk to you guys next time thank all you right all for listening um thank you for your polls your questions <laughs> we appreciate it um so yeah see you guys here next time later everybody